0: All right. Y'all ready to get into the word of God? Let's give it up for mercy. Mercy, thank you so much, sweetie, for holding it down. All right. Andy, you are crazy. Anyone like this creative that we have here? Cool. Thanks, Chow. Thank you. All right. Let's dive in. Um, Join me in Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Let's show some love for our first time guest today. Um, Thank you for joining us on this rainy day. All right, Luke 5. Luke is a Greek physician who never met Jesus himself. Um, His gospel uh, or his writing on the account of uh, the life of Christ is very detailed. It's the most detailed account of the life of Jesus. The word gospel means good news. You know, in order for there to be good news, there has to be bad news. And the bad news is that we all are sinners, but the good news is that Jesus lived a sinless life, and uh, all we have to do is place faith in him, and we're saved, and we receive his spirit, and every promise that's in the scripture, just as long as we press into our faith. So that's the good news. Um, Let's go Luke 5, uh, 1 through 11. I'm going to try to uh, behave today. I got a lot of content. We're casting some vision. I need your faith. Today, I need your I need you to believe that whatever the word of God says is possible and it is true. Don't leave here doubting today. I need you to believe and to press in. And so um, Luke five, verse one says this one day as Jesus was preaching. uh, Sorry, on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were fishing uh, and were washing their nets. Uh, stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he, set, so he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Let's pause right there for a second. So these are obviously Christ is talking to fishermen, and their area of work or their setting is a body of water, the ocean, or what we see here is as the Sea of Galilee. Uh, their specific department, though, uh, as far as location is concerned, uh, are boats. They're boats. So you have an industry, but you also have a department, or a company. I'm just trying to translate into our modern terms. And it's interesting because what Jesus is about to reveal to them is that life is much more than a paycheck. He's revealing to them that life is much more than what we receive as direct deposit, if you get that, um, every other Friday or however often you get paid. He's about to talk to them about purpose. Purpose. So anytime you see the sea in scripture, the sea doesn't just represent a body of water, it represents a multitude of people. That's what it's symbolic of, Marcus, you feel me? All right, and so the boat here represents their sphere of influence, where they work. So God has put them somewhere, and it's much more than to gain a paycheck. It's about a purpose. There's a reason, like This microphone has a purpose. These speakers, they have a purpose. TV, the stage, the table. It was all created for a reason, a purpose. And so uh, it says here in verse 5, Master, Simon replied, this is indicative of the fact that this is not the first time that they met Jesus. They know him. They've accepted him as their teacher. The The word master can be translated as teacher. So they've been following him for a while, but Jesus is going to encounter them on a normal work day. And he says this here, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. Maybe it's because their aim is off. And he says this, but if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And this time their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. Watch it now. So we have fish. Fish in the scripture is symbolic of the souls of men. The souls of men. He's talking about purpose. So I have a body of water, which represents people. I have a calling or a job or an occupation. Uh, that That represents my purpose. And then there are fish, fish, souls of men. This is interesting because as soon as they obey Jesus... They came to find out that what was tucked within their purpose was prosperity. Come on. Yeah. I'm going to say that again. As soon as they obeyed Jesus and trusted him, yeah. there's an element. There are two elements of trust. Trust is made up of two things, faith and belief. Right. They're not the same things. Yeah. Faith and belief. Belief means like in your core you just believe that something is right or something is true. Faith is, I see it from a spiritual or intangible standpoint, but until I actually step towards it, I really don't know. So there's an element of faith about, that, that, that concerns not knowing, Belief is, I just I know you have to put the two together because faith is like, I know it's possible. Belief says it is possible. You have to bring the two together. And so what they say is, is that, okay, Jesus, this has been hard all day. You've said to go deeper. Jesus is maybe telling you, even in your workplace now, the reason why. You're hating your day to day. You're nine to five. The reason why your days are so long is because you won't go deeper. And there are people that are waiting on you to wake up and to reach them and to encourage them and to pour into them and to be to be the exception. Now, if you say you're a Christian, you're called to be the exception. He says, you're, you're too shallow. We've worked all day, and i got to show up here again on Monday. You're shallow. When, when, when's the next vacation? When am I going to get paid? When, when am I going to get a new job? You're going to start over at a new job, and it's going to be the same deal because you have not dived in deeper. And, and when you focus on people, that, that's a sure sign that you have dove in deeper. I I used to work in a hospital, and um, I I had no longer, you know, uh, appropriated the hospital to just my place of where I get my paycheck. God said, I I need you to go deeper because there are kids and nurses and even doctors here that need you to look like me. I need you to go deeper. And so I, I, would, I would show up to my, to my job, and, uh, you know, I wasn't super weird. I just, I would take my Bible, and I would sit at my desk. You know, I was the unit secretary, so I put my Bible and my other things, and I would do my job. And without fail, at least once every other month, a doctor would stop to talk to me. Hey, can you, I'm, I'm about to go into surgery. Can you pray for me? One, one doctor told me this one day. He said, um, man, so, like, like, what do you, are you Baptist or what? Like, what's your denomination? I said, like, no, I, just, I was raised Baptist, but now it's just Bible and just, you know, all that's good. Um, he said, you know what, man, I'll just, we got into a talk, and by the end of our talk, he said, you know what, I wish I wasn't doing this because I miss so much just purely doing ministry. And I just asked him, I said, Well, why are you in medicine if you feel like your purpose is to, is to really you can bring people to Jesus in medicine, but like why like what's going on? Yeah. The money. Yeah. He was just dead honest about it. But but he's getting the check, but he's not fulfilled. So Jesus is saying, I need you to to go deeper, is what he's telling the the disciples. And so we're going to go here in verse 7. It says, A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish. And it says this here on the verge of sinking. or am I at? Verse 8 says, When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell on his knees before Jesus and said, Oh, Lord, please leave me. I'm too much of a sinner to be around you. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught. As were the others with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. I love Jesus' response because he doesn't care what you've done in your past. He doesn't care how rotten we were. He doesn't care what we've done. He says this, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. Purpose. I did this to show you that you are a person of significance, influence, and impact. I did this to show you this, and as soon as they landed, they left everything. It's my favorite part of this stanza. They left everything and followed Jesus. Today, I want to bring a message to you entitled, A Peek Into the Future. A peek into the future. Brand new series entitled 2020. Uh, We're going to focus for the next few weeks on who we are, what we do as a church, and where we are going. This is a visionary series. I pray that you are here for all weeks of the series. Um, If you've considered Highlight Church your home, the next three weeks will give you the heartbeat of our house and where we're going. And uh, right now, I'm I'm sensing the faith in the room because at the end, I'm going to attempt to cast some big vision, but it's, it's all in how God is revealing to me the temperature of the environment. The Bible says in, uh, that Jesus could only do a few miracles. He could only lay hands on a few people in his hometown because of the lack of faith. And his hometown was Nazareth. So now if you go to Israel and you go to Capernaum, Capernaum is not his hometown, so he left Nazareth. He went to Capernaum, and everyone believed him. So everyone was healed. And now when you go to Israel, it says Capernaum, the hometown of Jesus, when that's clearly not the truth. It's Nazareth. So based upon the temperature of faith in the room, it'll let me know if I can really cast this vision. All right. All right. So the vision in 2012. Going to take you down memory lane. Maybe not memory for you because you wasn't there. But in order to move forward, we got to go back. So the vision in 2012. I was on my lunch break in my car. It was, it was April of 2012. I was working at a cardiac outpatient office. And I, was, I always do lunch outside just to get some fresh air. And while reading uh, Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16, we don't have them, don't worry. Uh, God gave me the name of the church in 2012. So six years and a month ago. And uh, he also showed me in this moment, just everything, like in, in, a, in a moment's time, it was hundreds uh, and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people, and it was groups meeting across the city wherever he had called us to, because we didn't know the location at the time, I mean, this was six years ago, um, and he gave me a vision, a vision, see, I'm, I'm looking at the temperature right now, because a lot of you are distracted, I don't know if we're ready for this, I don't know if we're ready for this, zone in. Word of God, change your life, purpose, within purpose is the prosperity. Okay. I got you, Andy. All right, y'all ready? All right. You know, one thing shepherds would do in biblical times is they would pow and pull them on back into the fold. All right. I want to cast this vision. I want to cast this vision so bad. 2012, and we're sitting here now. So if what God showed me in 2012 has happened now, if I can cast this vision today, I I need your faith. I need your faith. I need your faith. I need your faith. The word here in in the Hebrew for vision is calzone, and it means divine picture something that only comes from God to a person from heaven, and it's always centered around his church. Anytime God gives you a vision, it's to impact other people. It's not for you. So these visions of getting rich, it's not from God, it's from Satan. Anytime God gives you a vision, it's to bring people to Jesus. Uh, That's another thing. Today I'm shooting straight. I'm shooting straight. So he gave me a vision. I called at the time. We were about to get engaged. I called her. I said, babe, I think I know the name of the church. It's going to be Highlight Church. We're going to share Matthew five fourteen through 16 next week to, to clarify that. So the vision. He did this in Genesis 15, 1. He said this, sometime later, the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said to him, do not be afraid, Abram. I will protect you and your reward will be great. God speaks in vision. So when God gives you a vision, you're awake. A dream is sleep. God gave him a vision. He said, I'm calling you. He called Abraham from a sinful nation, Ur of the Chaldeans, and he called him out of that nation. And he said, I'm going to bring Jesus through you thousands of years from now. So I'm going to give you a promise. I just, all I need from you is faith. And I'm going to bring a promise of the Messiah through you one day. Genesis 12, read Abraham's story. Genesis 12 through Genesis 25. Abraham, so he gave him a a vision. Joel 2.28 says this, Then after doing all those things, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and your daughters daughters will prophesy. That means you're going to have the capacity to see something God gives you and foretell it. You have that. If you have the spirit of God, you have the capacity to discern what God is trying to show you. And move in that direction. I love this. He says your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. So Joel was before Christ. After Christ came, died on the cross, went to heaven, the Holy Spirit comes down. And now we have the capacity to receive visions from God. All right, so that was the vision 2012. I want to talk about the dream 2014. People ask, how did you guys choose Gaithersburg out of all places? I don't know. Wasn't my choosing. Here it is. Um, In 2014, we're on a 21-day fast. And my wife woke up one morning around 3 3 o'clock, 3.10 a.m. She she got up, and and there was a woman in her dream, trying to make a long story short, a woman in her dream, big book on her lap. She was in a dark room, business suit, attire, Oh, my God, 21 Oceans, 21 Oceans, 21 Oceans. Help, 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 21 Oceans. And a white light transcends the room. Now, y'all know I'm not spooky. I'm not weird. Y'all know I'm a very practical preacher. I'm just telling you the backdrop of the vision of this church and how we got here. 21 Oceans. She turns over from her bed. The first thing she does is not pray, which she should have but she didn't because she ain't spiritual like her husband. Oh, no. First thing she does is grabs her phone. I thank God she did. And she just Googles 21 Oceans. And the first link lands her in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Along with that, for two years, from 2012 to 2014, God had already put a passion in my heart. He said, I want—here here it is. Here's a part of it. Come on, catch this. He said, I want you to pastor and to start a church that's going to be made up of the most diverse church in human history. The most diverse church in human history. The mer- most diverse church in human history. So, I don't know how we're gonna quantify that or qualify that. I always tell people this that's not my job. My job is obedience, that's faith. I need you to be single for 10 more years. What? Uh, all right. I- how's that gonna happen? I don't know. But I'm gonna be single for 10 more years. Because that's what God has called me to. So I don't know how we're going to quantify that. I'm just looking around the room and uh, seeing it manifest. So with that, though, the dream leads to the Rainbow, uh Delaware. I'm like, it can't be Rehoboth because there are like 1,500 people there. What's the largest city in Delaware? Wilmington. I said, okay. So Rehoboth in the Hebrew means the vast expanse where we will flourish. You find it in Genesis 26 the vast expanse where we will flourish. Isaac is looking for somewhere to settle. Isaac is Abraham's son. He's looking for somewhere to settle, and and he can't find anywhere. We were in that season. Where where are we going to launch? Where are we going to plant? Where is this church going to be? I don't know. Okay, God gives you a dream, leads us to Rehoboth. All right, so it can't be Rehoboth Beach. Let's go to Wilmington. Um, 30 minutes west is Maryland. 30 minutes uh, north is Pennsylvania. 30 minutes east is New Jersey. So maybe it's around there somewhere. But practically, I would do the research on what are the most diverse cities in America. In every list you find, top 10, five to six of those top 10 cities, Gaithersburg, Silver Spring, Germantown, every list you find. So in 2014, 2015, I, I took a trip here. I'm like, nah, this ain't the place. <laughs> God, you're crazy. Right before we were uh, boarding our car to go home, boarding our car, that's weird, Uh, to go home, it's been a long morning. Um, My wife said, babe, why don't you stop in Gaithersburg, just stop, that was a city you were supposed to go to. And I hadn't, we did Rockville, Bethesda, I thought it was going to be Silver Spring, but it wasn't. Just because it ain't Silver Spring now. Don't mean it won't be Silver Spring one day. All right, okay, okay, we're heating up, we're heating up. All right, we're heating up, we're heating up. Um, And so, yeah, I went Gaithersburg High School, the new one, stood on top of the football field, and just the peace of God hit my heart. Just want to give you a key here. Anytime God is trying to lead you somewhere, it's going to be accompanied by peace. It may not make sense, but what you need is peace, You need peace. The Bible says that God provides a peace that surpasses all understanding. So after I've gotten through, you know, researching it and strategizing and thinking of every logical way that I could win this situation and all this, and it's like, goodness, man, I lose. God is like, peace. Step out and do it. Go after it. So the next day for a source of accountability, we put it on social media so the world would know, and we were preparing to move. The prep 2015. 2015. Uh, I reached out to seven adults who I always thought was going to come forth with us. They said, no, all except one. So that left the church plant, me, Kyra, and Chris. And within less than seven months, God brought a brand new six, all of which people we had known for less than 18 months. They said yes to starting this church with us. So we call 2015 the year of prep. Every Sunday evening and Tuesday evening, we met, we prayed, we strategized, we, we fasted, we poured out our tears, our hearts, and 2015 was the year of prep. Every Tuesday, I, I, I tested them on the values. Lance, I love you, but you remember how horrible you did, but you know them better than anyone now. It was, it was great, though. It was so good. We did a study called the, the, the Leader with Character, based out of 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy, because we understood we were young, so what the devil was going to try to exploit was our character. So we, we just poured out our hearts, preparing our hearts for the people that are hurting here, the people that are strung out on drugs, the divorce homes, um, those that are hurting. We just we prepared for the entire year. And the move 2016... May of 2016, we quit our jobs, and I told them, I can't pay you right now. There, there's a church of nine and two kids. We quit our jobs. We kissed our loved ones goodbye. We got, we got in our Penske trucks and our cars, and we shot to Gaithersburg, just all on faith. From June to September, we had what were called interest meetings at the Activity Center, Boer Park. And we cast vision, and we invited people, not to a church. Okay, y'all are turning faces. Not to a church, but to own a vision. Because to invite someone to a church just simply excuses them to attend on a Sunday and then just go do them. But to own a vision... Says I'm I'm gonna become a part of the work of Christ in a city. Okay. Amen. Yeah, so and so we went from a team of nine to about twenty four, and now we are Highlight Church. So I, I alluded to something, and uh, I'm gonna get you out of here in about 15 minutes because I got vision to cast. I alluded to something earlier about participating. At Highlight Church, we don't believe in membership. To me, membership is a sort of entitlement badge. I'm a member at that church. That's where I go. That's where I was raised. I go when I want. Participation is what we do. We encourage you to get involved. We encourage what we call the three eyes: I invite, I'm involved, and I invest financially. That's what we do as a church. I invite. Involved, And let me, I told my superheroes this, this message is not for you. Me- J- Jesus did this one time. He said, um, he said, eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. And it was like 10,000 people following him when he said that. And the Bible said, all of them left him. It said, what kind of teaching is this? Eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. What he was saying is partake of the work I'm doing in the earth. What he's saying is, is that I don't just want you to show up on Sunday. I, I don't just want you to, to, to forget that Monday through Saturday, this thing is a calling. I, he says that I'd rather you be hot or cold, because if you're lukewarm, I'm going to spew you out. This is a very dangerous sermon because I'm taking a chance on many of you not showing up. And we moved here to grow. I'm taking a chance on many of you not coming back to this church ever. But God forbid if I don't preach this word. God forbid if I don't give it to you the way God would give it to you. We're not here to make money. We're here to change lives. We're here to reach people. We're here to serve people. We're here to serve a city. We're here to get the devil off of people's back. We're here to set you free. God forbid if I don't preach this thing the way that the Lord would preach this thing. So he said, eat of my flesh. He turns around, only the 12 disciples are left. I said, dang, my church just went from 10,000 to 12. This is who I'll change the world with. That's how he do it, mama. That's how he do it. It's how you do it and this is the thing your your growth your your everything about your 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 financial growth your relationship your wisdom it's all tucked into your service not attending not attending not not attending Not not attending. It's all tucked into. I'm here. I'm all in. It don't have to be highlight churches. Needs to be a local church. I'm all in. I'm here. I give my heart. I give my life. I give my mind to the purpose of Jesus in a city. Because he's not coming back for any company. He's coming back for his church. Whether you're 70, 60, 80, 20, 30, 40, I don't care what you do, it's about the service. The reason we're in this room is because 12 dudes and girls that don't get any, any, any credit, but they're in there, Luke 8, 1, 1 through 2, a lot of women that supported Christ. The reason we're in this church today is because of their participation with Jesus. Not, oh, Jesus, teach me something. Okay, I'll go participation. Yeah. So we do three things. We invite, we get involved, and we invest. This is your church if you do these things. So number one, I want to talk about who to invite. Who to invite. So we're going to do a who, a how, and a why. And hopefully by a few minutes I'll have you out of here. Here we go. John 3.16 says this. For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son. Whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. God, the world, not not the sphere of the earth, but the world, every person in the world, God loves. Agnostic, Catholic, atheist. You don't have to love God in order for him to love you. You feel me? Like, you don't have to believe I don't love you. That doesn't dictate whether I love you or not. You don't even have to believe I exist. I'm standing here. The Bible says that we know that God is real because of the things that do exist. You can look up in the sky. Wow. That's what Psalm says. Look at at the firmament. Look at the trees. Look at the ocean. Look at the birds. Look at it all. You think this all happened by chance? And so, but he chose to reveal himself in his son. So it says that God loved the entire world. He sent Christ. So we invite. Who do we invite? All people. Yeah. All races, ages, and backgrounds. Family and friends, coworkers, neighbors, acquaintances. Invite these people to church. Abraham was a liar. <laughs> we just read the promise he gave him. I am your exceeding great reward, but you're a liar. Abraham was a vicious, terrible, just liar. Noah was a drunk. Moses was a murderer. Joshua was a slave. Rahab was a prostitute. David was an adulterer. Elijah was suicidal. Jonah ran from God. They were all broken. Just like us. And he saved, and he used them greatly. The next person you invite could be someone else's spouse in this room. The next person you invite could be your business partner you you never and we don't give up on people we we just we just keep on inviting them we We keep on inviting them how to invite I want to deal with this how to invite number one it's not heart. Be friendly. Be friendly. It's not just straight up, hey, come to church. No, be friendly. A lot of people ask me, how did you get seven adults to quit their jobs, leave their loved ones, and move thousands of miles away? And I would tell them three things. Jesus, big vision, and friendliness. We, we would get together, we would go out to eat. Kyra and I, even though we were $40 from the red, we would take the tab, and we swallow heart. We swallow heart. Uh, took the tab, we invited them over, we went over, we had fun times together. Be friendly. You want you want a friend's life or a family member's life to change. You want them to encounter God like you. Don't become this holy moly. No, you be you be friendly to people. We built relationship before we boarded the ship to Maryland. So build relationship before you try to get them into the church. Number two, be an encourager. Be an encourager. The number one reason people quit their jobs, this is what research has confirmed, is because of their lack of relationship with their boss. I'm talking to the believers today, trying to commission you. If you're an unbeliever, God loves you. I hope you're receiving this as well. Number one reason people quit their jobs because their relationship with their boss, there's a lack of encouragement from those closest to them. Right. Be the exception. If you're a believer in Christ, speak life over people and, and to them. Good. Speak life over them and, and to them. Yeah. And Ephesians 4:29 says this: Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Let everything, you know, everything in the Hebrew and in the Greek, it means, uh, it means everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It means everything. Let everything that comes out, man, you're great. You're awesome. Hey, um, what do you want for lunch? It's on me. I'll take you out. Hey, I've been seeing you show up on time. Hey, thanks, professor. Thanks for teaching us. Hey, teacher. Thank you. Hey, mom, you're amazing. I love you. Hey, 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 thank you. Hey, 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 hey. here comes some encouragement. Hey, hey, catch it. Encouragement. Be an encourager. Be an encourager. Be be an encourager. Be an encourager. Leadership is all about intangibles. Be, be, Be an encourager. Tell people what you see in them. Oh, who am I? I'm, I'm just an eight to five employee. No, no, no. Their manager hasn't told them anything yet. Wow. Oh, you, you look great today, girl. <laughs> you wearing that makeup. <laughs> no, I didn't have time to. Oh, I couldn't tell. <laughs> just slide on. See, so you don't got to lie to them. But slide something in there. You see me, Andy? That's how you do it. You want them to come to church? I'm 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 proud of you. You know that you excuse my French, you know, they drunk as a skunk. I'm proud of you. I love you. You're better than this. You, you do that for a few months. Oh, yeah. Well let me, let, me, let me get to church. Let me get there. Be an encourager. Um, Proverbs says this. Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. Be an encourager. Number three, how to invite. Share the good news. Come on now. Avengers Infinity War. Did you see it? All right, all right, that's enough. Cool. Don't tell people. You probably have told people, right? You haven't? No, not the movie, but it was a great movie. You tell people about any great restaurant you go to. Any great movie. I got one thing to say about Avengers Infinity War. Thanos. See, y'all, y'all don't get it because you haven't seen it. But when you see it, Thanos. That's all I got to say. <laughs> and, and be ready to pop Tylenol and Etcetrin. And if, you are, if you're already anxious about life, like, pop all those pills before you go. But, you know, I'm telling everybody about it because it's great. How do I invite? I share it. Man, I found this new church. And it's not just HL. It's the big church. It could be any church anywhere. But, hey, I found this new church, and it's great, and I'm growing, and I got more faith. I'm I'm encouraged. Life isn't perfect, but God is there. and, 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 yeah, it gets annoying at first, but eventually they'll come. They may come the first time. It may take three months. It may take a year. But what we do as a church is we invite. We invite. God, Jesus said this, you will fish for people. Your, your call as a believer is to get people, okay? And this here, I love it. Uh, Matthew eighteen twenty says this, for where two or three gather, I'm closing in 10 minutes. As my followers, I am there among them. Understand this, it's more than inviting them to church. It's about them having a life-changing encounter with Jesus himself. So wherever two or three are gathered in the name of Christ, he is here. He's here right now. And whatever Jesus has to do to get even me out of the way, because I'm preaching. Whatever he has to do to get me out of the way and to get to your heart and to get to your ears and the people that you've invited, he will do it. So invite, invite. Number three, why do we invite? This is the why. Mercy, I'll call you up in a second. I'll let you know when to come up. Number one, more people find true life. More people find true life. Since our inception in October 2016, we're like 18, 19 months old now. we've had over 150 salvations and professions to faith in Jesus Christ. So that's 150 people going to heaven. Um, And another thing, we're going to be having baptisms May, June, July, and August. If you've never been baptized, I'd love to talk to you about that in our First Steps class. I'm going to add a baptism piece to that uh, next week. I believe that uh, by the end of the summer, we're going to have over 70 to 80 baptisms. I believe that. Right now, currently, there are 70-plus superheroes serving. What, what, what is this? What is this? They are they're not just saying yes to Jesus, but they're identifying that they have spiritual gifts, and they're taking that one step forward in their faith. They're being more like Christ. Paul says this. He says that it is God's will that you would confirm be conformed to the image of Christ. And whenever you put yourself second and put others first, that's that process. So 70-plus superheroes, light group involvement is off the charts. Um, Light groups are filled up every—this has been a long semester, but we have two weeks left. If you're not in a light group, join one. Light group involvement, so people are finding community and friendship throughout the week. Want to give you uh, a story, a couple stories here, real quick. Um, the, this individual, she was raised in a mixed faith uh, family. Um, one parent believes in another thing. Another parent uh, was raised Catholic. He was raised Catholic. Um, they have a little one, a daughter, and uh, you know, as all marriages do, they are having their struggles. Um, Kyra and I, we even have our struggles. Um, she was invited by a friend and upon coming she said the church was different but in a good way and uh, for weeks she prayed and she invited her husband her husband stayed in the bed she prayed invited her husband stayed in the bed for almost a little bit over a month eventually he came and on the first Sunday um, that he came they both raised their hands for salvation on that Sunday, and now today they're happily married, they're healthier physically and spiritually, and they have another child on the way. There's a couple that just recently, um, I know bro, there's a couple here who moved here with the desire to only stay for two years, they said we're just going to work, They're from down south. They came to Maryland and said, no, we can't do this Maryland stuff. Just two years. Both have very successful careers. And uh, one of the spouses just signed a brand-new contract, got a new job, and they're going to be staying indefinitely in Maryland simply because of what God is doing through Highlight Church. And, I mean, there are not a lack of churches in the south. So, praise God. Praise God. We, why do we invite? Healed marriages. People finding purpose in their singleness. Single parents finding life in Jesus. Addictions broken. Relationships built. Outreach is happening. Oh, man, let's give it up for our superheroes yesterday. <laughs> highlight the city. Thank you for your serving. You're doing incredible. Mercy, come close me out. close me out. And the last reason why we invite, here it is, guys. (sighs) Y'all ready? Last reason we invite is to highlight more cities. It's to highlight more cities. Maybe you you haven't attended HL long, so this may not mean much to you. But for those of you who have been (laughs) saved and changed. I mean, the evidence is there. I've, I've seen a lot of you guys go from struggling to winning. Um, what's going on here within a year? I mean, think about it from nine people to 300 this past Easter. Now we're currently hanging around that 230 to 40 mark. Nine people in less than a year and a half to what God is doing. Numbers aren't everything, but every number represents a life. Um, what's going on here is too good to stay here. And so I was, at, I was in my office about two weeks ago, and the Lord said, you're not dreaming big enough. It's almost as if you guys came up, you launched, and you're just kind of coasting. And he, he, he convicted me. He said, you're not dreaming big enough, and so I need you to take your pen, and I need, I need you to write this down on your pad. And he just impressed upon my heart that what's happening at HL is not meant to stay in one city. And that um, there are more people. Do you know that as a church, you're receiving the community award from the community partnership award? from the largest outreach organization in Montgomery County, not just Gaithersburg. You gave over $14,000 in outreach last year. You've already given 15,000 alone this year. Our goal is 30,000. And so why with all the great organization and there are bigger churches around here, Will we get the community award because we're there every month and we're giving every month. And there are more cities, there are more teenage girls who are getting pregnant, more, more, more violence, more. It's just crazy, man. And the church has to start being the church because within that is your prosperity. So it's not just about others. It's really a reciprocation of blessing back into your life. So I'm going to cast this. Right now, I don't really care about the temperature. But I pray that if God sent us here a thousand miles from home, that if you can, you ever come to a point in your life where you're like, you know what, I think I'm going to move. If you can help it. I understand military and school. But if you can help it, you reconsider and you would get planted somewhere that has long-term vision where you can lead one day hundreds of people not just to Christ, but in their growth process as a believer. This is what I see in seven years. Highlight Church 2023. This is faith. I see us in three different cities by 2023. I see us in Frederick, Gaithersburg, In Silver Spring. This is what God has shown me. This is what he's shown me. Seven years. Once we get to 1,500, 2,000 here, it's time to launch. What does that mean? A campus pastor. A superheroes director for that campus. A worship leader. A kids pastor. Maybe none of you have ever thought about ministry. It's long-term vision. Seven years. We're called to highlight the state of Maryland. I'm going to go further. You ready? What I see in 20 years, highlight church, 2040. I don't know if you're going to be here. I don't even know if it's going to happen. This is just big faith. 2040, we're going to be in 20 cities all across the state of Maryland. God said, I want Highlight Church to cover this great state. 20 cities. Bel Air, Aspen Hill, Bethesda, Rockville, Potomac, Gaithersburg, D.C. 20 years. Commit your life to something. Commit your life to something. And watch God do the impossible. Stop attending church. Plug in. Change your schedule for Jesus. Don't let your schedule take you away from Jesus. Plug in to what God is doing. Big vision. Now I encourage you to dream bigger. That's my, that's my vision. And I, I give it to you. Now you dream bigger for your life. And go after it. Praise God. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We give you glory and honor and praise. God, I pray that the vision was caught today. I pray that, Lord, even now you're raising up pastors. You're raising up worship leaders. You're raising up givers. God, I pray that you're raising up counselors and ministers. I pray, Lord, that you're raising up volunteer leaders. God, people need us in this city. People need us in this state. So, God, give us a burden for this place we call home. Use us, Jesus. Use us, Jesus. Touch us, Jesus. Break us, Jesus. Break us, Jesus. I thank you for everybody in here, Lord. We love you. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Every head bowed, let's make this quick. If you've never given your heart to Jesus Christ, we want to extend this invitation to you. God loves you. You are forgiven. The grace of God is abundant and is accessible. You can walk out of here different today. Every head bowed and praying. On the count of three, I'm going to ask that you would raise your hand if you're coming to Jesus today and you want to receive this forgiveness and this new life. Your purpose starts today. On the count of three, raise that hand. Don't let Satan talk you out of it. One, two, three. You raise that hand and you raise it high. Every head bowed. There's a calling on your life. There's a calling on your life. Hallelujah. Praise God. Lord, we love you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, guys, give Christ a hand clap of praise. Thank you so much.